0: well Well, if you (laughs) well if you love the Lord and you don't care who knows it clap your hands and give God big praise no I said if God's really been good to you give God big praise I got one more for you if he's been better to you than anybody else in this room stand on your feet and give him big praise This is the day the Lord has made. We will rejoice and be glad in it. Because I was glad when they said unto me, let us go to the house of the Lord. Before you sit down, would you look at two or three people and tell them God's been good to me. Come on, say it a little bit louder. Tell them God's been good to me. Now give God hand claps of praise and let's go to the word of God. God, we thank you today for your blessings. We thank you for who you are. We thank you for all your hand has provided. We thank you for this preaching opportunity. I pray that you be gracious. We thank you, God, for your word. I pray you hide me behind your glory and you be glorified. Speak with my mouth. Think with my mind. Stand up in my body to the end that souls are saved and lives are changed. And if you're glorified, we'll be satisfied. Speak, Lord. Your children are listening. We need to hear what it is you have to say in Jesus' name. Amen. We honor God, our Father, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the Holy Ghost, our Comforter, Keeper, and Guide until Jesus comes again. And the good news is, he is coming again. Would you help me thank God for my friend and brother, Pastor Conway Edwards. I think he's one of the best leaders on this side of heaven. Come on, give God praise for Pastor Conway and this wonderful team. Uh, Help me thank God for Pastor Matt uh, again, my brother, for hosting us today. Praise God for him. I want to jump right in. I need your prayers. You already know. I. You already know what to do. Y'all already started. Y'all started helping me, and I haven't even started preaching yet. And so, uh, I want you to just uh, talk back to me. If you got somebody new that don't know what to do, just tell them uh, the way to make him preach really good is to talk back to him really loud. And I'm. Um, I'm having some voices. issues, so my, if my voice go out, you just holler, preach, Alexander, till it comes back. Okay, it'll come back. Um, the, the book is Saint Matthew. The chapter is 26, the verse is 36. The book is St. Matthew, the chapter is 26, the verse is 36. When you find it, say amen. Then Jesus went uh, with them to a place called Gethsemane, Gethsemane, and he said to his disciples, Sit here while I go there and pray. He took with him Peter and uh, the the two sons of Zebedee and began to be grieved and agitated. Then he said to them, I am deeply grieved, even to death. Remain here and stay awake with me, and I am going uh, a little further. And I'm going a little further. He threw him, and going a little further, I'm sorry, he threw himself uh, on the ground and prayed, My Father, it is, if it is possible, let this cup pass from me, yet not what I want, but what you want. Then he came to the disciples and found them sleeping, and he said to Peter, Soul, so could you not uh, stay awake with me one hour, uh, stay awake and pray that you may not uh, come into the time of trial. The Spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Again, he went away for the second time and prayed, My Father, if this... Let us be going. See, my betrayer is at hand. For, for a little while, and I need your prayers, I want to talk to you from the thought of subject, and I want you to really think about this. Does prayer really work? Does prayer really work? I want you to think about that. And, I, and, and because you're a Christian, I want you to say really quick, uh, unthoughtful, amen, it does. I, I really want to challenge you to really think if prayer really works. I want to start off by maybe taking roll. How many of you are praying about something right now that you need God to intervene on, uh, wavering? How many of you have something before the Lord that you're really praying about, you've been praying about? Let me see your hands. you have something you're, you're praying about or you've been praying about? Well, well real, real good. Uh, because if we be honest, we who are Christians have been taught a lot of things about prayer. Um, we've been told it works. Um, we, we've been told that we should always pray. We should pray and not faint. We should pray about anything. We should pray about everything. And we should pray all the time. Uh, You've often heard um, uh, a lot of catchy phrases around the Christian community as it pertains to prayer. Uh, Stuff like, prayer changes things. Prayer changes people. Prayer moves mountains. Prayer heals bodies. Prayer turns things around. You've heard things, if you grew up old school like I did, old school Baptists, prayer will fix it every time. I knew y'all were in here. uh, and, um, and, And if you pray and pray right, God will move on your behalf. We have songs about prayer like, Precious Lord, take my hand. And Father, I stretch my hand to Thee. I know what prayer can do. We've been taught prayer really does make the difference. And we've been conditioned to believe that if we pray about Any and everything, God will hear our prayer and move on our behalf. Even those of us who are Christians and been Christians a while, that's our response to others while they're going through. Pray about it. You tell me your spouse is going crazy. I'm going to tell you, let's pray about it. If you tell me your child is going to the left, I'm going to say, let's pray about it. If you tell me you're depressed or you're feeling heavy, I'm going to say, I'll pray for you. And if you tell me that you're having trouble or conflict on your job, I'm going to offer to pray. I'm going to say, you ought to pray. My instructions and my response most often as a good Christian is, let's pray about it. As a matter of fact, I've made it the habit of not even saying I'm going to pray, but stopping on the spot. When someone tells me something that's bothering them, and pray right then. Because let's tell the truth. How many times have you told people you were going to pray about it and you never did? You said, I'll be praying for you, and that was it. And so now I try to make sure I stop on the spot and pray to make sure. And even if I don't pray aloud, I pray as I'm walking away or as I'm standing there. I try to make sure I get the prayer in because I've been raised to believe that prayer really works and prayer changes things. However, when I consider the text before me, and if I'm real honest, and if you're honest, Jesus goes to the garden, very heavy, very upset, preach Alexander, and he goes in and prays about it. And when I look at the situation from the beginning of the story to the end of the story, preach pastor, it doesn't seem like his prayer was heard or answered, preach Alexander, He considered what he was facing as he prepared to secure our salvation on a hill called Calvary. He considered the cup he was going to have to drink, the suffering he was going to have to take part in, all of the abuse he was going to have to endure and he prayed for God to make some adjustments in what was about to happen, what he was going to have to endure. He prayed for God to change some of the events that were about to unfold. Not only did he pray about it. He spent time praying about it. Because sometimes you think if I just pray long enough, if I just, some, sometimes people will tell us, when you're praying, just keep on praying. He may not come when you want him. But I knew y'all came from the same church I came from, but he's always right on time. Not on time. You gotta go way down and He's right on time. Yeah, you didn't say it right if you don't say right on time. He's always right on time. And, and so sometimes the encouragement is you've prayed once, but keep on praying. Jesus prayed. He prayed a whole hour, went back, checked on the disciples, and that's another thing. He didn't just pray because when you really got something big that you're praying about, you don't pray by yourself. You ask others to pray with you. And so he asked others to pray, and he put his time in. Prayed an hour, and they fell asleep. He went back and prayed again. Came back, they were asleep. Went back, prayed again. They were still. So he's praying all night long about his situation, but brothers and sisters in Christ. When I look at the events that unfolded that night and in the days to come, it doesn't seem like his prayer had a lot of bearings on what took place. Some of you are so saved and so deep, you don't want to have this conversation with me because you're afraid God's going to strike you down that I said Jesus prayed and nothing changed. But when I look at the text, Jesus asked for the cup to be moved, and when I get to the end of the story, the cup is still there. I mean, he's praying. The disciples still fell asleep on him and they were his prayer partners. He prayed. Judas still betrayed him. He prayed. He's still arrested. He prayed and he still goes to the cross. Now, the reason this is a big deal because how does it happen? Not you, but that Jesus prays. Preach Alexander. And all of this stuff still happens. Touch your neighbor and say, how does that happen? That Jesus prays. And nothing changes. Y'all not talking. Now, I deputize you to be the pastor of your row. Look down your row right quick. Just look down your row. You are the pastor of your row. And tell them, if you're going to stay on this row, you got to help the preacher. Now, look back down that row and say, I'm going to ask y'all again. How does it happen that Jesus prays and the cup does not move? And the reason I want to know how does it happen that Jesus prays and the cup doesn't move, because I got some honest people to say, I prayed about my cup, and it's still there. Now, you got some folks who act like when they pray, every time they get on their knees and say, Our Father, before they even get up, everything is all right. All the stuff is all back to normal. Children back sane, spouse back in his right mind, talk to me, job is wonderful, body's feeling good, Uh, church folks act like they have sense, I wish family is back to normal, but for the rest of us, we've prayed sometimes and put our work in, and we prayed with our eyes closed, praying about that cup, and when we open our eyes, the cup was still sitting right there. I need my gang in here today to tell the truth. Who am I talking to say? I prayed and my cup didn't move. I thought prayer would have changed the events of the story. I thought certainly if Jesus prayed, cup would have moved. I mean, I thought, and maybe some of you did too, that prayer protects you from the attacks of the enemy. Preach, Alexander. Don't leave me out here by myself. I thought you pray about the enemy and while you're praying he makes your enemy your footstool. I thought you pray about what's about to happen and Jesus builds this wonderful fence all around you and keeps what's about to happen from happening. I need some real folks in here. I need 10 of y'all to say, preach to me, Pastor. I thought That maybe if I prayed about what I saw coming my way, angels would jump in front of it and give it a U-turn and make it turn around. But am I the only one that's prayed for family relationships and thought I heard God say he was on my side and instead of the family getting better, they got worse? Or am I the only one that's prayed for God to intervene? Y'all not talking to me. In a situation, and while I was praying, looked like prayers was costing me. The more I prayed, the worse they got. I was. Am I the only one ever prayed for a marriage and watch it go all the way down? Am I the only one that's prayed for a child and they went way left? Am I the only one prayed for a job and almost lost my mind on the job? Don't leave me out here by myself. Am I the only one prayed for some sickness and got worse? I need 10 of y'all to tell the whole truth. I prayed about some stuff and it got worse and I don't want to be around church folks who got a fake about their faith. Like, I'm blessed and highly favored, and I always feel like praising the Lord. And every time I call Jesus, things turn around. Quit lying. You go through some stuff sometimes, and with all of your sanctified self, nothing happens. I need somebody to say, I'm not one of those believers that feel like lying when I'm depressed. Because we've been taught that you're supposed to say it's good all the time. Some of this stuff just ain't good. <laughs> you know, I've been around y'all too long. I tell y'all too much of my family business. I get in trouble with my family whenever I go back home. But I'm about to tell you, when my grandfather died, he got saved two weeks before he died. He got saved two weeks He was looking at hell just like this. I mean, <laughs> I mean, he and hell were staring each other in the face. And we praying, God, come on, touch him. And he's dying of cancer and still cussing us out. And he cussing, we praying. He cussing, we praying. I, I'm like, okay, in the middle of all the stuff, he, like he was telling us to go to hell. I'm saying, God, I don't want to go and please keep him from going, whatever you do. And I mean, it was just, it was really bad. I mean, and we were praying. He finally got saved. He died. We got to the funeral, and my sanctified aunt was sitting on the front row. And back then, I don't know why they took the bodies on tour. You know, they used to take the bodies on tour. At the end, they would roll the body by and say, where are you going? And they would stop him in front of each person, and you stayed there. And if you black, you know how long they kept him in front of you till you hollered. If you wanted the body to move, just scream. Ah! And then they carried it to the next person. And then they got in front of you. You stay there. Try to be strong. Don't do that. If you want it to move, just say, oh, then they carry it to the next person. And so they were rolling the body. Y'all know I'm telling the truth. Down the road. And they got to my sanctified aunt. And she had prayed and led him to Christ two weeks before he died. She did the holler. She said, oh, thank you, Jesus. Got to my other aunt, his sister. And she did what you're supposed to do. Whoa! Oh, she just screaming. And my sanctified aunt grabbed her by the skirt and said, Laura, calm down. It's all right. And she said, It ain't all right. He did. And sometimes I feel like that when Christians are trying to make me feel like it's all right. And I'm looking at my real problem. You can pretend like it's all right. But sometimes I look at my life and I just want to be real. I'm saved. I'm sanctified. I love Jesus. But some of this stuff ain't all right. Somebody hollered at me and said, preach to me, Alexander. I'll dance with the best of them. I'll shout with the best of them. But some of the stuff I'm dealing with is just not all right. Who am I talking to? And I don't want to fake about it. I'm, I don't want to fake about it. Even you talk to some deep folks, you can't even have a bad day. How are you doing? Oh, I'm, I'm okay. No, you're not okay. You're blessed. You're highly faithful. Holy, I'm just okay. And then there's this other thing. Preach pastor. When you don't get an answer to prayer, sometimes you're made to feel like something is wrong with you. Like maybe you have some undiscovered sin inside of you that's keeping you from getting your prayer answered because God answers people who don't have sin. And so then I go back and say, now, God, I don't know what I'm doing because I must be doing something because you're not answering me. So whatever it is that's in me, yeah, that's that's wrong, take it out because we've been made to believe. I need 10 of y'all to say you're preaching good. We've been made to believe if your prayer does not get answered, you must have some, some something wrong with your sin in your life that's sinful because God would certainly answer you if you weren't so sinful. So now you're starting to believe something must be wrong with my relationship with God or you're made to believe you're not getting an answer because you don't have enough faith. So now you need to get some more faith and put some more faith in it. Maybe you didn't say the right faith words like I believe you, Jesus, or I decree and I declare. You know, that always gets you an answer. I decree and declare in Jesus' name, by faith, by the blood of the Lamb. You know, all the stuff you say to make God answer you. In the name of Jesus. And if you were old school and you wanted God to move, the deacons taught us just say right now. But you just can't say right now. You got to say it like three times. Right now, right now, right now. If you really want to do it, just say right now, Lord. But I'm not talking about some half-hearted prayer here, some insincere prayer here. But rather, genuine faith seemingly changed nothing. Because remember who's praying in the text. Preach Alexander, this is Jesus praying. He has no sin. He has no faith issues. This is Jesus. Somebody say, this is Jesus praying. So don't make me feel bad about my cup not moving. Jesus prayed, and his cup didn't move. Or, I'm feeling better. You keep praying. I'm gonna... And maybe you need to throw a few right nows in there. Or, do we really understand prayer as we should? Come on, think about it. Can prayer really be trusted? Do your work, Alexander. That's what you should have been saying right now. Do your work, Alexander. Does prayer really work? Or is it some religious ritual that makes us feel spiritual but not bring change or improvement to anything we're praying about? Is prayer a matter of rolling spiritual dice and hope it lands on the right thing? Because how many times have you prayed about something, then got up and said, well, if it's for me, it'll happen. And if it's not, it won't. Somebody say, you're preaching, pastor. Or how many times have you prayed and said, God, if you want me to do it, bless it. And if you don't, block it. But that's not an answer. That's guessing. Oh, y'all not helping me. And have we turned prayer into spiritual dice that sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't? And when it doesn't work, we just let ourselves and God off the hook by saying it must not have been meant to be. And I know some of you are struggling with having this discussion, but if you have a God and a faith that you can't challenge by thoughts and questions, your God is too small. Because God is not intimidated by you getting to a place in life when you really challenge yourself to see are you just going through religious motions or have you figured out what really works in this Christian walk and what really doesn't. Listen, Jesus prayed and the disciples did not wake up. Watch, now, Jesus prayed and Judas did not change. Jesus prayed and the, the, the soldiers still showed up and arrested him. Jesus prayed and he still went to the cross. The cup didn't move. But let me hurry and say prayer does work. Lean in. Scoot up. Scoot up. No, you looked up. Scoot up. Even y'all back there in the back. Scoot up. Prayer does work. Your church is not doing too good. Look down your row. Look down your row and tell them I'm going to kick you out of my church if you don't get it together now. Now look down that row and holler at that row and tell them prayer does work. Now look at them and say, don't let me have to tell you that again now. Prayer does. I'm not going to keep asking you to help the preacher. Prayer does work. I'm waiting on about 30 of y'all. Prayer does work. That's 25. I need five more. Prayer does work. Prayer changes things Prayer fixes things, prayer changes outcomes, prayer does work. But although prayer works, prayer does not always prayer does have an effect on the final results of a situation. But its ultimate purpose is not to change the end result of your situation. The ultimate purpose of prayer is to align you with God. The ultimate purpose of prayer is to make sure you and God are where you are supposed to be. The ultimate purpose of prayer is about relationship, not about results. The ultimate purpose of prayer is to make sure you're in tune with a holy, omnipotent, almighty God. And guess what, child of God, because you can get the results you want and still not have the relationship you need somebody got a new car but still not right with God somebody got a new house but still not right with God somebody got the job the raise the promotion but still not right with God and child of God God is more interested in your relationship with him than how much money you make I wish I had some help in here I mean, if all you got to say about prayer is you got a new car, drug dealer got a better car than you. (laughs) And so you got to have a bigger testimony than you got a lot of money. I mean, the drug dealer got more money than you got, and he only works a part of the day. I wish I had some help in here. I'm telling you, it's about relationship. (sighs) You're making me work harder than I planned on it's a, listen, it's a prayer. Ultimate goal is to align you with God, and this will not always cause you to avoid life's difficulties. Prayer builds your relationship with God to the extent that you come to love and trust Him in all your ways. When you really, when you really get it, prayer should get you to a place where not only do you accept God's will, you desire God's will. Oh, y'all not helping me. And there's a difference between accepting God's will and desiring God's will. When I accept God's will, I might not like it, but I've come to accept it. But when I, the more I know about him, how perfect he is, how much he loves me, how much he wants what's best for me, how much he knows what he's doing, I don't just accept it. I want his will because he knows what's best. So if prayer is not always about changing a negative to a positive, how does it work? If prayer is not about manipulating God to get what you want, what does prayer do? Because I've struggled here. I'm about to be honest with y'all. I'm the uncle from out of town that just says stuff. Nobody else in the family will say, are you ready? I've struggled for years when I'm really needing stuff from God and then saying, if it's your will. The problem I struggle with that if it's your will stage, it uh, phrases because what if it's not his will? What if what I want and what God wants is two different things? Now you're not that doesn't mean anything unless you're about to lose your marriage. You're saying what if? This is not going to get better, or about your, unless you're praying for a child. What if this is not going to turn around? Or if you're praying about a sickness in your body and the doctors have given you a bad report, you don't want to say, if it's your will. You want to say, heal, heal right now, heal. And so we get to these places where we will have apprehension about what if, I just felt like saying it like that, <laughs> what I want and what God wants doesn't align. Well, what does prayer do? Here's what prayer did. Here it is. This is one of the things, how prayer works. Prayer will fix you emotionally when prayer doesn't change the events. Now, I need to take roll. I need to take roll to make sure I got the right sermon. If I just preach to you, would you wave your hand so the rest of the folks in your church know I, I am preaching? Prayer will guide your emotions and keeps your emotions from introducing imp- incorrect perspectives concerning your purpose because God can have purpose over your life. God can have a call on your life. God can have a mandate on your life. But if you get too emotional, you will abandon what God has called you to do and be. Sometimes our emotions cause us to rethink our purpose in ways that deter us from what God has called us to be. If I get emotional up i'll abandon all the places god intends for me to be look at the text he came in emotional but you cannot become so emotional you abandon what god has called you to be and i'm dangerous when i become too emotional when i get too tired when i get too mad when i get too sad when i get too frustrated when i get too depressed and by the way christians do get depressed Christians do get emotional. The text says Jesus came in the garden frustrated and agitated. The text says he was so heavy, he was heavy to death. I don't have anybody. So deliver me from church, folks, who want to act like just because you're saved, you never have bad days. That's not true. There's some stuff that can happen in your life that will cause you to become emotional. I got to be careful because when I get tired I get done when I get mad I get through when I get frustrated I resort to plan B I mean I'm good when I'm good but when I'm not good I find ways to get good and one of the ways you heard me didn't you One of the ways I get back to good is I dismiss myself from everything that's stressing me. Too old now to be fussing and fighting about stuff. You will be in a room fussing by yourself, I promise too old, too tired, got too much going on, been there, done that. Now when it gets to be too much, I just dismiss myself. You don't have to leave. You can stay here and finish talking it out. If it's too much on a job, guess what? It's some more jobs out there. If it's too much with family folks, I just block their number. If it gets too much with church, I just change ministries and if you push me, I'll change churches. I'm telling you, if I get too tired, I know how to dismiss myself and you got to be careful because emotions will make you step outside of the will of God. When there's an imbalance in my emotions marriage loses its importance jobs become overwhelming families are no longer a priority and ministries become burdensome. If I'm angry I become dangerous. If I'm sad I become useless. If I'm heavy I be, listen, I become aloof and distant, but Jesus prays right through his emotions. Woo-wee. And what you notice happens in the text. Although the events didn't change, preach Alexander, he got stronger. I'm trying to tell somebody, keep praying, because if he doesn't change what's happening around you, he'll change what's happening in you. Would you lean over and tell somebody, if he doesn't change what's going on around you, tell him he'll change what's going on in you. Prayer does work. Because sometimes I'm emotional because I'm doing right and everybody around me is still doing wrong and it seems like they're getting away with it. Or sometimes I'm emotional because I'm in the right position where God has told me to be and sometimes I'm frustrated. How do you do what God says do and still end up in a garden like this garden? How do you still walk in the plan of God and then there's still a Judas who's still uh, determined to take, ho- holler at me somebody? Sometimes my emotions is not just my position, but sometimes my emotion is what. What's going on around me? Woo-wee. And I got a question. Let me just take roll. I'm almost done. Have you ever let your emotions mess up a good thing? So prayer will get you back where you need to be emotionally. Uh, prayer will put, then, 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 so when he does not change the events, he'll change you emotionally. But then prayer will, will give you strength to stick to the plan. Remember when Jesus came to the garden, he was sorrowful to death. And all the disciples left him hanging. And he did not want what was uh, laying ahead. And Judas still betrayed him. By the time we get to verse 46, you hear this element of strength that says, get up, let's go. And so what happens is sometimes what you need in prayer is not a change of events. Sometimes you need, in prayer, strength to handle what you got to face. Listen, listen, Jesus was emotional, and he said it out loud, and And we who pray must resist the idea that it's always going to feel good and that you're always going to have a lot of things feeling good when you pray. You get tired and frustrated sometimes, but the good news is when God does not take mountains away, he gives you mountain-climbing strength. And when God does not take storms away, He gives, yes, He gives you, He makes you a storm survivor. And let me tell you, what, 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 which testimony is better? The testimony that says, God took all my mountains. Or the testimony that says, look at all those mountains, I made it over. I don't have any, comp- let me come over here and talk to y'all. Which testimony is better? God erased all my storms. Or look at all those storms God brought me through you can't be a champion if you keep running out of the fight you'll never know you're a winner if you don't stay alone long enough to fight it out and I need somebody I need somebody I need to I need somebody to grab somebody by the hand and tell them hey neighbor I'm a winner And guess how I know I'm a winner? I had to fight through it. I had to pray through it. I had to work through it. I had to push through it. The reason I know I'm a winner, I stayed in the ring. Woo! Tell somebody I stayed in the ring. I stayed long enough to find out God is able. When I was growing up, a hymn writer would say, I may have doubts and fears, my eyes be filled with tears, but Jesus is a friend who watches day and night. I go to God in prayer. I leave my burdens there because just a little talk. I knew you came from my church. With Jesus makes it all right. Somebody know what I'm talking about. We holler back at each other across the church. Somebody would say, now let us have a little talk with Jesus. Let us tell him all about our troubles. He'll hear our faintest cry. You know the rest. He'll answer by and by. Somebody ought to know if he doesn't fix it, he'll fix you. If he doesn't change it, he'll change you. If he don't push it out the way, he'll pull you out of the way. I I got to go remember what he said because if if prayer doesn't change it I got some stuff prayer hasn't changed them but he's changing me what if God is saying this what if God is saying if you trust me enough to change them why not trust me enough to change you if you trust me enough to fix it why don't you trust me enough to fix you I told y'all I tell y'all all my business, too much of my business. But one, one week, my wife and I did not see eye to eye. That's what we'll call it. And one week when we didn't see eye to eye, we don't argue. We, I just think that's just childish, just screaming at each other. We don't argue. So we just get quiet. And and you know, I'm, my job is to out-quiet you. <laughs> so you quiet, I'm quiet. I mean, I mean we're going to hear the light shining this week. I know how to... <laughs> You wanna be quiet? Let me show you what quiet. <coughs> we gonna listen, I, I can out quiet you. And so we admit <laughs> I'm not the only one in here. Some of y'all know how to outquiet the and, and, and watch this now and 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 we had been quiet all week, and I got to church, and she was quiet, you know on the way to church, and she got there on the front row, looking like a beautiful first lady, and I started preaching, and I mean, I was really preaching, and the hard I preached, she sat up i said oh, i 'm about to get her, and I was preaching. <laughs> And, and she stood up, and I was preaching so good, she walked toward the pulpit and started saying, Preach! You better—I mean, she just, she just hollering and screaming. And so in my mind, I thought I preached so good, I got out the doghouse. And, and when I got in the car I'm just talking and talking because you know we done with the quiet game because you holler to preach you understand and you pre- i mean you, nobody i mean you walk toward me saying preach so I know I'm all in y'all I'm like I'm just talking and I noticed after a while she's still looking out the window and she hadn't said anything I said what's wrong with you she said I'm still not talking to you I- I said what the way you were just hollering there she said I might not like you but you're still a good preacher and you got to get to a place with God where you tell him I don't like this but you're still a good God You (laughs) you got to get to a place with God to say I ain't feeling this right here but I will bless the Lord at all times his praise shall continually. I praise Him when I feel like it. I praise Him when I don't feel like it. Because even when He doesn't do it my way, He's still good. Sit down. I got one more. I got. I got two minutes. Let me tell you this. Are you ready? Prayer wheel. When prayer doesn't change it, it's because prayer plans on you conquering it. Oh, y'all don't know we're in the shadow. He got so excited when he heard Judas was coming. I said, wait, wait, what are you excited about? He said, watch this now, here's why he's excited about Judas coming. Because a few verses ago, he predicted that Judas was going to come and Judas was going to betray it. Oh my God. And sometimes what prayer wants you to do is remember what he's already said. Oh, you don't know what I'm talking about. Watch this now. Because remember what God promised. And when you remember what God promised, he says, I may not change your problems, but your problems didn't change my promise. Y'all not helping me. I may not, watch it now, I may not change your situation, but your situation did not change. I'm your source. So watch this. If what I said about Judas is true, then that means what I said about the judgment hall is true. And if what I said about the judgment hall is true, that means what I said about one Friday evening on a hill called Calvary is true. And if what I said about Calvary is true, that means what I said about dying is true. And if what I said about dying is true, that means going to a borrowed grave is true. And if what I said about Thursday is true, that means what I said about Friday and Saturday is true. And if what I said about Saturday is true, what I said about Sunday is true. If it's true about Judas, It's also true that one Sunday morning, I still got up with all power in my hand. Somebody shout, prayer works. Somebody shout, prayer works. I'm gone, children, but I need you to grab somebody by the hand, grab somebody, and look at them in the eye, tell them, keep on praying, because prayer really does work. And look at him eyeball to eyeball and say, you can do three things for me. You can count on me. You can count with me. But don't ever count me out. You didn't say it to the right one. Look at somebody and tell him, you can do three things for me. You can count on me. You can count with me. You can count for me. But whatever you do, whatever you do, whatever you do don't count me out don't count me out prayer still works prayer still works look at somebody and say this is what an answer prayer looks like Don't no, tell somebody this is what an answer prayer looks like this is what it looks like when God answers a prayer I got a question. Does prayer work? Say yes. Does prayer work? Does prayer work? He may not come just when you call him, but he's always